Hi, everybody. Welcome again to Carnival of Randomness. I suppose this is, what is November for so on, All Saints, All Souls, something? Uh, after Halloween? All Saints? It's the Ides of March. Okay, it's the Ides <laughs> of, of March. And we have our <laughs> Zoomologist, Patrick, of course. How you doing? And we have the one, the only, he's back, the one and only, Del Rivers. Yep. Hi. <laughs> and we're very blessed to have one of the Great Lakes here from Rochester. We have Austin Lake. Hi, Austin. I we have lakes and rivers. Trevor is terrible with directions. He might be worse than me. I don't know if you remember that show we saw Michaela, like in out with Syracuse. Televisionaries were playing, so I asked him where they're playing in Syracuse. He gives me these fine directions. Oh, we're <laughs> at a Mexican restaurant in downtown Syracuse. <laughs> oh, very, very specific. <laughs> It's like, oh, thank you for that one. I'll find that. <laughs> yeah, I'm by a bridge in New York. Yeah. So I didn't quite make that one. I did get lost to downtown Syracuse for a long time, though. <laughs> That's an adventure. Syracuse is confusing. So actually, Dell had some questions for you already about some of your music. He's holding the album up. Remember yeah, the, before, what you were doing before, the, before you about moved on? Movie. We're going to talk about the movie, too. It's, we're going to talk about everything. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's introduce our guest properly. Yes, do that. Yeah, why let's don't do you that. say talk about yourself for a second? Talk about myself. Yeah. Well, uh, see, I'm, I'm home alone. Uh, my name is Austin. I'm 28. I got two cats. I got two brothers. Um, like to make music. Like to make movies. Hope to do them all the time. Well, I do them all the time. I hope to do them all the time. Continuing to do them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's great. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. In depth. In depth. So a little bit, what's this movie about and how did you get about to shooting it? All the other fun stuff. Huh. Um, well, I think it all starts because I made a first movie um, called Pharaoh's Lonely Ego that came out um, on Valentine's Day of this year. And Right around the time I was writing it, I had a, I had a few other movies that I wanted to do, but I didn't want to do a whole movie. Um, so I kind of had an idea for like a sort of like a Twilight Zone episode, um, but maybe like gorier. And that was just the concept. I just wanted to make like something short uh, and hire and actually hire like people to do, you know, to help and a cinematographer and like step it up and make it uh, a little better because the other one was just a, you know, a handheld uh, deal. So I guess just to try to make something short and sweet. And um, that was the inspiration, you know, really. That was it. Excellent. And yeah. I think now there's a difference, too, just because of technology. I've been involved in some filmmaking. And I think we used digital on the last one with Beth Bailey, which was Delicious Ambiguity. We just used the digital. And the budget yeah. was way down. With Before, we had to do a big fundraiser for getting personal because I think it costs like 120,000 overall on that one. And wow. you have to go back to the oh, same no. people, the same people. Yeah. Actually, Dell, you came to one of our screenings at the Eastman when we had an opening. Yep. That's true. I remember that. <clears throat> one thing I was going to mention too about uh, his, his new movie, anything goes um, the girl that did the filming, Katie Epner. Come to find out she knows people I, that I know from the same filming whatever oh yeah um for my tv show uh frontal lobe and dumplings she knows one of the younger participants in that 
went to school with them or something. I don't know. No kidding. Yeah, that makes sense. She's very connected. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Small world. But the thing yeah. I ask too, I ask this all the time, like the creative process for creative people, we seem like you just created. How did the idea come to you for this film? Man, I don't, I don't know. I See, that's the way they come to people though. Yeah, it's weird. It really is weird. I think it's like, it snowballs, obviously. And it just starts with um, like, uh, maybe not going after anything. Like, like it just pops in your head and you go, that's a really cool idea. So that's worth uh, not even writing down because I'll remember that. And then like, you forget about that project. You're like, no, no, no. I don't want to make another movie. That's a lot of work. I'm going to eat breakfast. And then you eat breakfast and then you're like, this is, I've got more ideas. I wonder if that connects to the old idea. And then it's like, before you know it, the idea wrote itself and you're like, I guess I got to do it. Uh, it's not like, I don't think, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't think we're like totally responsible for our, our ideas. You know what I mean? Like they just come in, into your head. Oh, if you see some of my Facebook posts, I think people would agree with you. <laughs> it's so true. Weird. It just pops into my head. <laughs> yeah. And I think you know, it does. It keeps coming. Exactly. Back. I think I mean, if you force it, I think now it's, you could talk about songwriting a little bit too. I think if you force it, it just doesn't come out. It just well, has to yeah, come. It's like, it's like when you sit down to write. You know, it's like, I got to write something. I'm uh, Monday morning at 10 o'clock. I'm going to sit down to write. Yeah. yeah. The hell does that do? That's why, you know, so many people get frustrated with creative people because sometimes it just doesn't come, you mm -hmm. know, it just like, yeah. you have to be you know, inspired. I gave, I gave you this time. What did you do with it? And I'm like, I didn't write. <laughs> I, didn't, you know, I didn't have anything. No. You know, that's why, you know, writers generally have to develop a routine and stuff too, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool to know that everybody that writes, like even the masters, uh, they don't want to sit down and do it. Like, uh, yeah. it's just, it's a universal thing. And that's kind of comforting to know that like, we all feel like imposters, you know what I mean? We all don't feel like we're yeah. able to do it, but yeah. it's just a little bit of practice. I mean, you're all inspired, but yeah. you know, just take a little you get bit a little guilt from laziness. You know, sometimes you get lazy, you just don't feel like doing stuff. That's oh yeah. My yeah, biggest you know i'm not a, i'm not a hard-working guy i wish i was but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. it's easier to watch great movies than to try to make one that's for sure because it's like you know there's so many so it's it's easy to get discouraged because oh, yeah. there's so much great stuff out there why even bother making it but you don't you just don't realize that uh, yeah well and it's a different like yeah, yeah the difference between you people be like oh you know you may watch a movie and think to yourself, oh, okay, that's a great story. Move on to the next one. But there's people, you know, creative people to be like, oh, that's an interesting movie. What if they did this? Or what yeah. if they did something like this? What I'd really like I, is he has a story like that, like this, you know. The more often than not, you find like engines people come out with I the same saw. similar type of movie. You know, it happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I owe Dell. He said he's lazy. No, he's not. Because of him, I've got the 50th anniversary monster cereal box. <laughs> and I went right down to all of these. I went to two Aldi's to find them. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They, I don't know they, they sold out pretty quick. 
don't know if you could call Here's yourself the, lazy, the, though. The yeah. 50th anniversary, there's a box to get all the monsters Count out. Chocula. Yeah. Yummy yeah, mummy. Yummy mummy. Yep. Yeah. Blueberry. Yep. Oh, no. I'll show you a picture of it. Oh, wow. No, you can almost tell that that Count Chocula is uh, is seasonal. It, it tastes like it was supposed to be Lucky Charms, and they just they just dyed it brown. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's not very chocolatey. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's that. Um, it's the least chocolatey of all the chocolate cereals. It's weird. It's true. We could actually go on about the monster cereals for the rest of this. <laughs> you know, that was yeah. I, I was never, I was never allowed to have those kind of cereals when I was. Why were they going to corrupt you? No, because they were full. They were just sugar, and well, they were very bad cereal. Sugar, yeah. yeah. So oh, you know, yeah, we yeah. And, and you know, we didn't get anything with marshmallows in it for sure. And so whenever it was, whenever it was an option, we would go for it. My oh know, yeah, my brother I used to eat the marshmallows and throw away the cereal. Yeah. It's, it's like a an object to fight over in the house, especially when we had brothers. It was like, okay, you're, you're each gonna get one bowl of that. Who's been eating who had two bowls of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. In terms of filmmaking, too, Austin, you just bring your own style. There are, there's some people you're really influenced by. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. I mean, that's that's really cool. It's um it's cool to even be talking about it because I really didn't start taking it seriously until maybe four or five years ago. Um, and just with like little music videos and stuff like that. So I guess the style has kind of been slow and been like that whole kind of similar to the music stuff where it's just uh, whatever I have around the house, but based on some of my favorites, like some of the greats. So like it's discouraging to go after something that, cause you want to see and hear what you're used to seeing and hearing. Um, but that stuff is expensive. You know what I mean? It's like Queen is expensive music or, or, you know, Kubrick movies are expensive and that's what we're used to seeing. So it's like, uh, it, you know, it's one of those arts that's disheartening, but if you can get a little bit, a little bit of your voice out there, it's very, very cool. Very rewarding. I think Dell yep. can speak on this too. I used to say in terms of like, you, you know, music that, I used to say, unfortunately, say like 40 years ago, I'm dating myself. It's like your brother was born the year I met Greg Townsend, for goodness sake. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I used to call a lot of music recordings local because you could just hear the quality. Now you can just do yeah. top notch. It would be like a national artist. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think digital has put us all on the same line, you know, the same map. Yeah. Everybody else. Yeah, it's it's and it's funny that now that it's easier for people to make stuff, you know, on some in some ways, because we're so flooded with content now of all kinds uh, that, the you know, in some ways, the bar is lower, but in some ways, the bar is raised because. Yeah, you get more, too many people in the barn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and eventually for the bar. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, you had a time for this question. Like when you first did videos, you got into filmmaking. Your first efforts, because I know, when, like when you first did the podcast, I'm glad those aren't out there. Really, are much viewed. <laughs> but did you yeah. know these are awful, can awful? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Sorry. 
<laughs> but one thing I was going to ask too, in terms of the creative process, now you bring your vision, you have to collaborate with other people, obviously, and you do that in a band too. Would somebody, do you allow, like, if somebody comes along, like, during the film and go, hey, I think this is good, but maybe if we did it like this, it might be better. And maybe there's those times you think, wow, that's a different perspective. I really like this. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I was kind of assuming that would happen with the first movie that there'd be a lot of people doing that. Because once you start to sort of lose a little bit of confidence in the room of directing, maybe somebody goes, well, I, I have an idea of how to make this better. And uh, luckily, nobody really did that because that's really distracting, even though because I because I just wanted to figure it out. Basically, I wanted to learn like, how to do it. You do. You yeah. do. And also, you probably you obviously know this as you go. You learn by doing. That's how we learn. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I think I think learning how to like uh, accept people's suggestions and like and use them because they're sometimes really really useful. I mean, sometimes people have saved my projects from yeah uh, disaster with their ideas. So you need to be open to that, and I'm I'm very open to that. Luckily, nobody really tried to take what was what I was really going after, what which was trying to direct. You know what I mean? I was trying to figure this out. So yeah, um, that was sort of like. It's, I guess I was worried that like it would turn into just a party with my friends where we're all arguing over an idea, but, but it, luckily they they, they let me do my thing, which was cool, you know? And, uh, yeah. and that's, uh, that's like the, the most helpful people could be was is just being there to support you, but not, not going to stop you. And they're like, Oh, he, he's got it. You know, did, he'll figure it did out. You ever, even though I don't. Did you ever get you involved know? with, uh, did you ever, Austin, did you ever get involved with the rock? or movie makers or you were thinking of getting involved with them or something uh, about 10 years ago i took a class there um and that was it i just i just went down to rctv um and took that class and i was first getting interested right in stuff. yeah yeah gorham street yeah i've been there yeah the only thing i don't like about their their teaching methods is they're they're so hung up on format of a script that they, they don't even look at the script itself does mm. that make any sense but just yeah it's like at least you would see the important parts that are supposed to be done a certain way and they insist it being written down you know every little thing like your character and everything whereas the actor knows what the character is going to be it's his own yeah. creation that's how, tell what to do. that's how it's flummoxed to me about screenwriting because I, I i wrote a i wrote did a couple of short movies many years ago and uh i i kind of copped the style together and i'm like no no you gotta you know you gotta get uh, you know the, the the screenwriting software that's hundreds of dollars, so that puts your right. slugs here and your and your dialogue here, and you're just like, Gee, is it really yeah. that important? Is it right. really right. And it, Yeah, they get yeah. so. And it, well, it, it is if you're trying to sell a script. You know, I'm sure if you're trying to uh, oh, make yeah, yeah, something yeah. look like something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the, but it's the only just, reason I would think is just to. Uh, the only way to find out if it's a bad script is to film it and be like, okay, it was, you know, and I've, I've done that. It's like it, it, the best way, the, the the most blessed way to learn would be to, if you could make every script reality and then you can look at it and go, oh, that's why that sucks. Okay. That's why people yeah. don't put that, you know, but right. the format is, is uh, yeah. negligible, you know, to the content. I think exactly. Yeah. I just feel like it's a barrier to entry kind of thing. Like, it's yes. Like, yeah. yes. Especially you know, like, criticized uh, for something, you know, I've had a, had a few scripts that I wrote, and I was just totally criticized on format. And just yeah, like, it's kind of like just being yelled at for not knowing scales yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, on, on a guitar, it's it's like right. yeah, the scales are helpful and they they help some people out of the weeds. But if you already know how to play a song, you're you know what's important. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's nobody ever went down to the to the store and bought the new album of Scales. <laughs> right, you know, Jimi Hendrix is good, but does he know how to play scales? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, this is a good one. I really dance to it. <laughs> that's like that line from Buffy the Vampire Flare. Yeah, there's how many chords, but that's only for jazz bands. <laughs> no, how did this guy? Now, how did this guy become involved with your movie? Uh, that's a good question. No, I, I mean, him, not it. us. We're not in it. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, yeah. I want to put an ad uh, out. Did we... did yeah. we... Maybe not yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. Facebook. I saw it on Facebook, and I, I just wrote, wrote to you about it. You know, yeah. I just finished before I did yours called Astronaut Upstairs, which took like a god-awful time to, to, to put together. In fact, it's still not really 100% yet. And I just got a little bit frustrated, so I figured out Try some other people, and uh, I knew his cousin or your uncle there, yeah. and um, you know, I just kind of had an instant, you know, like we knew each other for years already. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. I mean, uh, I think I think I, between Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, I uh, I put a Craigslist out ad out too, and uh, uh, yeah, we found. I actually met your brother. I met Trevor first before I met you. Um, yeah, I actually saw him open for some band i didn't know it was him and i thought wow this guy's outstanding you know it's like you don't see too many people with red hair and stuff like that it was interesting <laughs> it was embarrassing though for like years awesome. i would mess mix up trevor and brandon and i told trevor that one time it's like i'm talking to your brother i thought it was you he's like ah, everybody does that yeah <laughs> it's funny because they're separated by it? It that swan dive i finally told trevor that he's like ah no bother everybody does it <laughs> yeah 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 i'm sure he likes it you know okay i'm the younger one yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at it that way that's the other question i've been asked because obviously we have to talk a little about music too is how did and i've asked this is like a stock question for everybody how did you deal with your rolling along and then covid hits how did that affect you in terms of creativity and your career at that and everything um yeah but probably probably the same way i hit everybody else except i was trying that was the third year of my movie uh that i was filming we were just wrapping it up so it did affect that a lot of people were cautious um looking back i, I there's a good amount of that movie shot with people you know wearing masks behind the camera and it being like uh, a covid set which is weird to think about because i never I don't see that movie as like a, a COVID movie, but I realized that there are portions of it, uh, like with, with me alone on the beach that was during COVID, I filmed it myself and nobody was there. And uh, there's, a, there's a good chunk of that. So it definitely affected the crew. I mean, it, be, it became smaller or like, you know, some actors were worried, but it's funny. I think that in the situations we filmed, it all, uh, it all helped the situations. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. Um, it, it, in my opinion, it just sort of had like a, an overhanging of weirdness over those certain scenes, if that makes sense. And it ended up transferring over. Um, so yeah, the, the, definitely a lot of it was filmed during COVID, but we still, we still pursued through it. We were able to do it, which was cool. So. I know like, it's interesting talking to various friends about how, what happened creatively. Cause like me, I was like, I'm going to do all these projects. I could barely get up and do my laundry. Where I had like where I had like friends, like a couple people wrote like three or four albums worth of material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's amazing. You know, it's uh it's one of those things that 
you can't compare because in normal life, you're never comparing to each other. You know, you got, everybody's got different things going on or like, um, but I guess you can't see, it looks like, oh, okay, there's all this time in the world. I don't, have to, I don't have to do anything. So I'll just create. It's like, we're not, that's not the kind of creatures that we are. Like we're people. There's, if it was that easy, we would do whatever we want all the time. You know what I mean? We, but, but we can't do everything we want to do all the time because like, we see things as obstacles, but really it's not obstacles. If that makes sense. It's like, if it, I guess yeah. it just goes that, back to that. If it was that easy, we would all do it. Um, it's hard shit. Yeah. It's hard to get motivated to do the laundry yeah. uh, and, and play guitar. The whole, the whole and, thing is to hang on to the main goal. You know, like I got a, a yeah. music project that I'm working on and it feels like it's never going to get done. I'm going to be like 80 years old when it gets finished, but it's going to get <laughs> done. You know, I just, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Want doing it? You just do it. It's like your version and, of releasing a. Hole and there's nothing wrong it. if it does take you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who cares? You know. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I've uh, I've definitely made enough stuff at this point where I feel like I remember release dates and thinking how important it was to get something out there, or oh, I haven't felt I haven't done anything in a while, and like all this fake bold crap pressure you put on yourself that matters to nobody it's yeah, like it's uh, that's that's not important that stuff doesn't matter um to anybody you know what i mean and all that matters at the end of the day if you know honestly is if, if it fulfilled you during the process but also i know we all want to make something good so make it good don't make it today make it good you know if that could be that's why i think your music's good though too because that's where you come from and I've always said, like, being an old coot on the scene is me and Dell now. We're, like, in our yeah. 30s. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and everything. And what I always like to see is I remember the old days and everything, as we say. But I always look and I go, wow, the kids are all right these days. We're going to be rolling in the future on the Rochester music scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's it's awesome. One thing about Rochester, it's got its own thing, believe it or not. You know, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like a retro type thing, type city. It's not like any other city. Everybody else is trying to imitate LA and we're our own monster from Chestfield Kings going forward at House Guitars. Definitely. Yeah. And where does this come from like with you and your brothers in terms of like your music taste? Because you remind me of one time I was waiting to meet Dick Dale and there was these kids behind me who were like high school kids who were all into Dick Dale. And I'm like, this is awesome. They probably hate them at school. But they don't just like the normal craft. Like, where did this stuff come from in terms of you and your brothers, in terms of your music taste? And I know there's a little bit of everything, as Dell would tell us. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, but definitely, you're giving a lot of my credit to, to my older brother. Um, he just had impeccable taste, in my opinion. He, always, he, he just seemed to be on to something. You know, as kids, like, he would buy music and, and buy CDs. And I didn't have to look too far for for that kind of thing because it was in his room and everything and it's great too because you didn't have to pay for him i didn't have to pay for anything <laughs> and he, i do know uh, he's a big springsteen fan though too so he is yeah. like you know he loves springsteen yeah yeah it took that one took me a while but now i'm into him too and uh that's what's so cool is like stuff we weren't into we're into now and uh i just love that i love i love getting into stuff i used to think was crap you know it's awesome i know there's one period i didn't like, like kind of magical there's a period I didn't like of his, like in the '90s, a little bit for because I thought it was sort of bland. But then he really came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went through Tom Joad and all that stuff. 
Yeah, I mean that one, but like human tie, like Lucky Town. But I remember, I remember when Springsteen first got listened to in the seventies and eighties. He was like freaking god to some people. They were like be like house parties where everyone just shut up to listen to Springsteen, like you know stuff like Led Zeppelin. They just shut up and listen. They're just amazing. It's weird. You know? I, I think it's weird. It, uh, it's a strange phenomenon that he's so popular. I think still, and you know, it doesn't make. Well, it's like, if, you know, this is like a good trivia for you. You might know this, Dell. They never sold well in Rochester. He finally sold out on the River Tour here. That was when he finally broke in Rochester, but before he was one of those yeah. artists. Because Rochester, yeah. if you don't like the, you know, the basic bands, you know, good luck sometimes back right. in the day. <laughs> but you remember a guy named uh, Luke Warm. He used to be a, a guy that pr- promoted Springsteen a lot in Rochester. He was a DJ at Scorgies and um, he died, unfortunately. But he was around long enough where he really promoted uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen as well as the Stray Cats when they first came out, stuff like that. It's a great name, Lukewarm. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> a great guy. Name. If you ever hear of him or mention him, Luke Tepin in Rochester, Luke freezing in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, what are you? We're going to go back to the movie, obviously, too, and talk about that. But what are you doing in terms of like music? Now, I know like the televisionaries are playing at that thing on River Road on the day before Halloween. And how yeah. many bands are you like active in now, right now? Because I know everybody in Rochester now is active in at least 20. So <laughs> here we go. Hey, cool. <laughs> Adele had a good comment about this album too, or this single. What was that you were saying, like Adele, in terms of like Mary the... Mary Malama. <laughs> yep. There he is, right there. <laughs> <laughs> totally driving. Totally yeah. out of my life. <laughs> you saw your two brothers go flipping over the hood when you hit the gas by mistake. <laughs> but what was your oh, you, yeah, Adele, yeah. you mentioned that was right, like, exactly. You mentioned the sound of the music. What did you say? Like it sounded like a whole bunch of different influences, like with awful can awful with televisionaries. You, Dell. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to him. To no, you you were saying like what like what do you hear in their music? You know, hearing an outsider, what they think. Oh, well, I was listening. I kind of reviewed the awful can awful album. I could show that real quick. This one. And uh, it's Clams Casino. That's the name of it at the bottom. Clams <laughs> Casino. Is, and no, I thought it was in between. Yeah, it's a little bit wrong. It was in between jazzy <laughs> kind of thing and, a, and later day Beach Boys combined into that sound. It, that's what I thought of it as. Cool. I thought it was just, the only thing is, I thought it was just maybe a, a one step away from perfection, just like. If it got produced a little bit better, it would be perfect. Oh, songs yeah. are really cool. Some solid songs. Well, maybe do a sequel called Surf and Turf that you go up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Combine yeah, the two idea. bands into one. But that is yeah. the thing I love from all these bands, too, is you can hear all these different influences and everything. It's like a big, nice, you know, buffet of different types of music. But yeah. you all make, but you, again, and I've said this about the high risers a lot, where they make the music their own and you make your music your own too. It's not like, oh, this is like a tribute. No, this is, you're taking styles, but you're blending them into something unique. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. That's, that's awesome. That's exactly uh, what I was hoping to do, or at least 
uh, hide hide all influences and pretend I came up with it, you know, myself. Yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I always yeah. like that's why I pick and choose shows. Like before, when I like it's still not a comment on the bands when I drop dead at the one, but you know, I still I try just to go to things. So if I come to your shows and stuff, I actually really like them. It's like I have a lot of friends who like you want to come out and like ah oh, no, I just caught a cold that week. <laughs> Wait, I might die again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have one more. I have one more forty-five. I was going to ask you about the bloodshot bill. Oh yeah, 45. nice. Uh, spit on my rubber. That I love that. <laughs> you filmed the video right in your house too. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, Katie just, do uh, that, or who filmed it? That was my my uh, cousin actually. He was uh, when he was back hanging out with us and stuff. Um, bill was in town. We had just cut the record and. Um, yeah, I was just like, I basically forced them all to do this walkthrough of the house video, and uh, I made them do it. Yeah, like it was a nice time. video. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I think Bloodshot Bill's really big in New York City. Isn't he pretty big in New York City? Yeah, you know, he's got a good crowd. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, yeah, I, I can't really judge what size artist he is, if that makes sense. You know, he, like, he does really well in certain cities, and um, when he came here, he didn't, yeah. you know, but I think that was for different reasons, maybe the, the promoting, but um, yeah, it's weird. It's hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw him was actually at Hannah Widener's shows at the Daily Refresh. Oh, right. Of course, yeah. everybody I know was, and I started talking to Bloodshot Bill, what do I do? Oh, I have a podcast. Can I play one of your songs? Oh, sure, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have yeah. To promote, yeah. have to promote, but see, it's everybody, <laughs> that's like, it's everybody we would know came down there was packed. Yeah. But maybe yeah. it is niche. Maybe it is promotion too, and maybe you're bigger at a bit, you know, a certain area. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a shut that computer off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't really know. Uh, I don't I don't really know well well enough at his uh, relationship to Rochester or anything. But yeah, from Toronto, good. isn't he? Is he from Canada? Yes. Yeah, Toronto. But here's I'll actually ask you a question now. Like when you're playing, I think like you were just in. You were away, like I know you played Cleveland. I think. What's the reaction like when we know you? Like when you play places that might not have ever seen you before. Um, they're they're definitely taken back by our attitude. I think first of all, um, and I, I don't know. They're um, we're not just. Um, I I think the songwriting and like the band, the band, the whole brother thing. It's like it's become. I think it's a spectacle in, in a sense. Um, which, which it's always been, but now that it's like set up to be sort of like this weird demented Beatles looking band, it's, um, (laughs) it comes across that way. And it's sort of like, we know, we know what we're doing now. Um, and it's almost comical that we act like we don't. So I think that's the vibe now is what we're going for is, is looking like, uh, looking like one of these old timey bands that like, Oh, what are these hip guys listening to that? But it's like, yeah we know our stuff and we're ready to like, we're ready to rock. And that's, that's kind of what we do now is, is just, we're not ready to please these people. It's like, we want them to, we want them to love and enjoy the music that we like to. So, so that's basically what we're there to do. And it's like a different, it's a different um, atmosphere than just being like, well, I want to play. So I'm going to get out there and play. It's more like now uh, I, I really, really want to showcase this great music and this, the, like these artists that we liked growing up. So you know, here's everything. It's kind of balls to the wall now. So uh, it's 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 been pleasant. It's been pleasant reactions. Any cameo behind you? Oh, the cat. 
So they can't try to jump out the window again, I think. Yeah, go on. on no, Adele, you you were you were talking a while back about about um, how there's always been a very retro scene in Rochester, uh, for oh, yeah. forever, and you know, with you know the obvious like Chesterfield Kings and other you know kind of Rochester, you know, yep. would maybe have got classified as a Rochester sound. Whole lot of shaking radio, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's well. Sediment too was like Renter Archive. It was in the old location. Record Archive, yeah. when it was in the location, had tons of like, you know, used Ventures records and oh, stuff God, yeah. cool in the 60s. It, it was like made futuristic. It sounded good today. You know, it's yeah. like bought a ton of that stuff. It was amazing. You know, Ventures and, and uh, of course, the Beatles stuff, you know, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. And I think they're they're big enough where it just will always, you know, kind of permeate through the Rochester scene. You know, they always have somebody that you know wants to do a cover of a Beatles song or something just to spice it up, you know. Yeah, I think to speak to the whole retro um, idea, when people people kind of look at it like, what's this all about, or or what are you getting at here? It's it's I think a really it comes from a really good place though because I think that. There's nobody in Rochester that's opposed to new things. Everybody's very open to new things. It's just like, hey, wait, don't forget that this song was awesome because if you know, if you know, it's easy to forget. So it's like, um, I think that's a really great spirit that a lot of people have have like embodied around here. Is just, yeah, the new is great, but don't forget the old stuff or don't forget where it came from. And hey, let's play it again yeah. just so it doesn't get yeah. lost. And it's like it's a really cool thing, you know, instead of a, it's like not being hung up. Uh, yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's like also a, a different type of scene altogether because I got a cousin. that's like a rap singer. He's like a white rap guy that, you know, he was big in New York city and stuff. And he came here and nobody knows who he is practically, but you know, they have their whole uh, lifestyle of all these like, you know, gangster rapper type guys. They're just, you know, it's like a whole different scene altogether. And this is kind of like an alternate, the alternate. It's not even like <laughs> part of the popular. Yeah. yeah, it's just totally away from everything. But and there's then, enough people that are into it to keep it going, you know, be into it. And, yeah. and, and it's such a musical town because there's there's all that stuff going on too. Like there's, you know, there's a pretty thriving hip hop scene in, in this area. There's a, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, alt country stuff, a lot more alt country stuff that you see popping up everywhere. Right. Uh, dance stuff electronica stuff like that and i you know and it's always been a thing but like i feel like this uh kind of you know uh 60s a lot very 60s centric you know late 50s early you know to 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 late 60s this zone of of american music has always been particularly strong here and uh, and thrived and and I I think it's I, very cool you know and it's, and I it's think very it's much like Americana like but it's Austin, can, you know it's just a lot more energetic more yeah. energy and I used to say I used to tell people I would have friends one of my friends moved to Atlanta you would think Atlanta big city he would say the music scene's nothing like ours and I would yeah. say every day of the week I could tell you to go somewhere for different music if you said what do you like go here what do you yeah. like go yeah. here right that's true. Especially yeah. now, it's like big. I mean, there's more people in Rochester than ever was before. I mean, there's less people because they're moving away, but there's more than. Oh, yeah, general. it's you know. 
you know, that's the thing, though. But one of the things now, where can we find your movie to view it and see it and everything? And where can we block out Dell scenes so we don't have to see those? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there's two versions. There's the extended Dell version, where it's just Dell. <laughs> um, but uh, everything's on YouTube. I, I've, I've found that, uh, you know, I, I really can't direct anybody else to, uh, like, a, any other platform. So I use YouTube, you know. Um, everything's on there. So I have... Um, my movie up there, I have some of the short films I made, some music videos, and uh, yeah, it should be all there. Do you have a, like, a channel, like a uh, a, ch- a channel for yourself? Or yes, just under my name. Yep. Just under Austin Lake? Okay. Yeah. That's I think your though. brother's got one, too. Does two different channels. We should, uh, yeah, either we should troll him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing, too, is I say there's always, like, I don't argue technology. There's pluses and minuses to everything. I've had a couple stalkers lately, so that's a minus to that. But the thing is, you can get it. You can get your stuff out there. Now, there's the paradox that, too, everybody can. So sometimes you have to crawl through. But you can get something out. You don't have to, like, you don't have to have, like, $5 million to get a film out. You could say, hey, it's on YouTube. If yeah. people can find it, like, this show, people somehow find it. Like, I've got, like people from Canada watch this, you know, it's out there. And I think yeah, over it happens over time. I think there's a snowball effect where people start word of mouth and it starts picking up and it's good. And you get people to do it. We're like, maybe what Dell 20 years ago or so we'd probably be just consigned to just our friends. Yeah. Oh, I know. It. That's, that reminds me of the time when uh, we first came out with frontal lobe and dumplings TV show. Uh, they actually use the audio from that to a, a Canadian radio station. They used this broadcast on that. And oh. they would get, like, a lot of Canadians that would, you know, catch it. You know, the show was kind of pretty bad <laughs> if you watch it, but it, it's fun at the time. It's like one of those good, bad type things. Oh, it's worth yeah, watching the name. Yeah. You know, the name of it's great, though. I love the great, name. Great, great name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's we actually almost, almost got a, we were going to call ourselves the Blintzes. It was like a Jewish cookbook called Blintzes. Or Bellinis. Yeah, some sort of Jewish food. Jewish cookbook. How to cook a chutzpah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. So now we're just getting off Halloween week, and I know, like, over the weekend, there's, like, 400 bands I could go see, basically. Oh, my God. But I'm going to be down at the... If I could find it, I asked Casey from Fox 45 where their Railroad Street show is with all the bands. And I mean, televisionaries, I think, are like one of the headliners. Can you say a little about that? I could say a little. I don't know too much. But you're right. There's like about good. the four... show's going to be on after it's over anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Right, right. Okay. Well, um, there's there's about 1,500 bands and, uh, you know, no, I think there's I think there's five bands. It's, it's, it's like over, Monica you know. Lewinsky, Fox Forty Five, Televisionary, someone else, someone else, someone else, and Sam Hain. Yeah, I don't know who Sam Hain is, but I, I think I feel like I is should. it on the thirtieth? It's on the thirtieth. It's on the railroad 30th. street. It starts like at six o'clock. Yeah, up in the up in where they do the public market. Public market. Yep. Yeah, public market. Yeah, railroad street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's so much, and I admit, like, due to COVID and stuff, I'm still laying fairly low, but I think I'm going to go out to see that, though, a little, because I, you know, I'm still just careful. I mean, I have enough scares this year. That's all I need is to, you know, have, like, grow another. It's, it's kind of a prime area, high. too, that whole, the whole part of uh, just near the Pennsylvania Avenue, where I used to live, 
of is like a big crime. You always get people shot down there and stuff like that. Oh, you're a good advertisement for this one, like, Dell. It's just really good. <laughs> good advertisement for the show right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so luckily this is luckily we really can't promote it because it'll already happen by the time. Yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about it. Johnny on the spot. We'll talk about it like it already happened. Boy, yeah. it was really it was packed. The crowd blocked off Main Street. Nobody got even dry. Nobody got shot. Nobody stabbed. <laughs> Bullets grazing over our heads like rain. Yeah, just uh, in the that's in just rock cool and, dude. That's just rock and roll, man. I remember like <laughs> my brother's Rochester band rained for, out. My brother's yeah. band opened for Cheap Trick. New Math opened for Cheap Trick at the Penny Arcade. They threw bottles at them. That's well, your crazy. brother was in New Math. Yeah, he was a keyboard oh. player. What the hell? Come on, we should be talking about that. <laughs> how do you think I got on this scene? It's like that's how I've been around here for all these years, living oh, off past glories. Awesome, man. Yeah, but they opened the thing. What, the story about Cheap Trick was the, yeah, they threw bottles at him, I guess, in Buffalo the next night. Cheap Trick said what a great band they were, and they had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> really? But I think I'll it's see that's why I asked you about you and your brothers, because a lot of us we got pulled into this because of somebody we knew or everything yeah. having a connection to that like how you know that's how a lot of people go oh, your parents were somehow into it or like that yeah. yeah i think it's uh i think it's cool when you get sometimes a kid that has that has nobody and or or doesn't have those connections and they're in the scene i think it's, it's great but yeah like, those are always... shaken was a lifeline back in the day like right. all yeah. the other yeah. things like good old count mike and everything from like 1984 because i think too you felt like you weren't alone like sometimes it's like when you have the cool thing and like you find the other person who's into the cool thing it's like then you know it's like all the others are in their audio the, speedway the, the when the whole shaking first started that was the best for bands and they got you know we'd interview them on the show and it'd always be a part of the scene somehow it was like a scene that was there you know with the insiders and pawns or whatever with Walt O'Brien and a bunch of other bands that were all like part of the same group. And I think Patrick, you know, Patrick's egg, well, he is, he probably sure will be again. He's active on the local theater scene. He could probably speak to the same in terms of the community of it and everything here. Oh yeah. yeah. Like if you need a lot of qualified actors. actors instead of Dell, he's available. They're <laughs> like, sorry, Dell, you're the, Greg's not here today. So we have to pick on someone. <laughs> but it's like, a, I can't, type, I can't memorize stuff. So it's a tight knit community I don't know if I can where, <laughs> you know, everybody knows everybody. They try to help people out. And it's well, all it's, yeah it's all about collaboration and 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 the groups all mix you know if you're doing if you're doing it right you know the your different groups will mix and and you know because there's always everything theater always kind of it turns into almost like extended bands in some ways where everyone is just all working with specific people but you know the more you know that stuff is happening the more people mix and now that yeah, I think it, it even includes uh, people like from TV, like Channel Ten um, News, News and people. And I've seen them, you know, like in comedy clubs and stuff like that. They're yeah. they're really getting involved with the local scene too. The the uh, uh, production of Much Ado About Nothing that just wrapped at Muck. I didn't know like the um, the uh, actor that was playing Beatrice in that is a reporter on I can't remember which is Channel Ten or Channel Eight. But oh, really? um, and I was like, she looks really familiar. I don't know, and she was incredible. But there's more, yeah. And that used to be a real taboo 
in TV news is to do like entertainment stuff, but it's less of a thing now. I think that more, yeah, because uh, right. more people, it's you, you, you have access to people more because everyone has their own channel. You know, right. <laughs> I have an idea. Pass it on, Austin, to your brothers. Shakespeare soliloquies to rockabilly music. Will you play the background? You have somebody <laughs> do things from Shakespeare. Wow, it hasn't been done yeah. yet. So there's, you know, it's, I like uh, that. You know, I think that would be good. But what do you see? What? Yeah, what? What, what do you see for the future? You're just going to keep on keeping on being creative in music, being creative in films. Are you hoping to do a feature film? Yes, I'd like to do another one. I'm I'm writing one right now. Um, uh, actually called a uh, Cold Day for Alligators, like the Rocky Erickson. Rocky Erickson. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully I can use that. But but uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky. What's a Cold Day for dogs? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to just keep writing them. I'd like to keep acting and other people's stuff. Um, obviously keep writing music for televisionaries and awful can awful, but that'll probably be, uh, something I do just forever. Really. Those two things. I hope, I hope to continue. Oh, we hope so too. But in terms of acting, so you have like any, like, would you want to play like any type, you open any roles, you have like some kind of dream role or anything like some type of guy? Oh yeah, absolutely. I would love to be, I would love to be a, uh, just a distasteful bad guy. I think that'd be the funnest thing. <laughs> I think that's the best. Like, it's like, I think it's really part of like acting in a way, Patrick to talk on this, yeah. that you get to play somebody you're not. No, well, that's the big thing right. about, about, about that is yeah. you get to, you get to you exercise. play some dicks. Believe me, I've seen them. Uh, yeah, no, and villains always <laughs> you get to exercise parts of yourself that you keep, you know, you really keep deep inside and you get to yeah. throw it up out there and get it out. But all the yeah, stuff like that I, you're not allowed to do you know there's emotions that in society you're not allowed to display yeah. and that's what's fun about it probably you've know, <laughs> well, seen my my bad guy uh the nick whippet character that i do like that <laughs> what kind of bad guy is he though is he like a huckster like sort of just a snake well it's the story, the storyline is basically I'm like a host of a, a paranormal show that you know I try to like go through things that are paranormal but it ends up being his personal life and stuff. <laughs> it's still kind of going. We might do another episode pretty soon. I'd like to hear, see that. That's cool. It's on. It's on Vimeo, I think. It's on oh, Vimeo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I give like credit to both you two and Patrick because of her live performances. Because I know like some of my friends have said, "Well, you should come up and tell jokes between our sets," and I'm like, I would sit there and freeze. That's why we tape these shows <laughs> because I mean, you just somehow. <laughs> You just lose it, like in terms of live. And I give anybody credit. You could say there's like bad bands or ones you don't like or bad shows. I go, hey, I give anybody credit who'll just get up there and do it. I had problems. Yeah. I had to be so drunk I could barely stand to do a couple karaoke songs. Yeah, seriously, it's a uh, that's a hard uh, hurdle to to break over, and it's it's the same for everybody. There's some people that you know you see and you're like, that guy loves to talk. He just you know you see bad comedy and you're like. How does that guy not want to get off stage right now? He's he's dying up there. Oh, yeah. But they, yeah. they love it. That's a strange personality. The rest of us are kind of in the same boat where where we at least want to be prepared or do something good. And we I don't think there's anything scarier than stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like I can't like I, I I've had ideas for stuff. I've I've I, I had a I had a whole 
bit that I was working on, it turned from one absurd thing into something that made more sense. But I was just like, I don't know if I could get up and do it on stage. Well, well Pat, Patrick, you're you're relatively young. I mean, I got to tell you, well, relative. my fear until I was like 45 years old. Yeah. I was afraid to go on stage all the time. Austin's no, I looking at it's like, God, these guys are going to drop any minute. They're of the age. <laughs> I, I am. No, but I'll tell you this one thing I can tell you. This is from my brother. Like you think about, okay, the cramps, where do you see somebody crazier than Lux interior, you know, mm-hmm. or what about uh, Jeffrey Lee Pierce from gun club? He's met him. He said they were the shyest people in real life. Mm-hmm. That's you know, Jeffrey Lee was worried about his weight a lot. That was his thing. And I guess Lux and Ivy were just, just very quiet people off stage. And people get that. Rob, did you ever, Rob, did you ever piss, uh, cross paths with a, My Bloody Valentine, the band? Yeah. You ever see that? I've I, seen I met them started, and they were scary. Those guys, were, they didn't want to talk to anybody. Well, yeah, they do have crazy people, too. I'm not going to say there aren't some who want to, you know, Gigi Allen, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. Something like that. Or like one yeah. of these characters. Yeah, it was always like a he. It was you know this story about that like the undercover cop who just got in too deep. I always felt like Gigi Allen was like the punk who got in too deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like he, he definitely he saw, like that was a thing. Like punk, punk in a lot of ways was kind of a a mask for some people. Does that make sense? Yes. Where like and it was a scene, and I used yeah. to you know just like. But but some people really embodied it, and some people just went way too far. And Gigi Allen was like, you know, uh, yeah, it's scary, you know. Yeah. And yeah. oh, I'm gonna cut myself and eat poo. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, this is you probably know this, Austin. Dude. Like being on the punk scene here with Will and everybody. You know, I hate to tell about them, but they are some of the nicest people there are around. <laughs> Yeah, you know, of course. Like, look at me, I'm scary. Oh, cut the shit. <laughs> you well, know, like, I, uh, yeah. I always felt like at the bug jar, I used to do the door at Monty's Corner, and some of the characters on East and Alexander, like, give me the bug jar. Those are my people. They're just the nicest people. <laughs> they would say, yeah. excuse me, if they'd walk into you, a couple would be drunk and cough on you and spit on you because they didn't know because they were drunk. But, you know, it happened. Yeah. It was rock and roll. Right. I, I agree. That was a pretty good scene. It's like all death metal guys are giant nerds oh yeah it's <laughs> just oh giant, yeah giant nerds sweethearts like, <laughs> you know, just like you know they take yeah. up their course but pain. you retro rockers you're all dangerous i'm yeah. not any of you yeah see yeah we're retro rock so we're just smart asses that's like our <laughs> that's all we've got oh T-shirts yeah blue jeans, <laughs> big mouths <laughs> But this is great. It's like, I'm glad you can make it on. I know you're really busy and we're all have our weird schedules. And Dell is yeah. always Dell. He's always doing 400 things, I'm sure. Well, yeah. it's my pleasure, man. That's, I pretend I <laughs> No, but that's our big thing. My big thing, as I said, I suck at everything, pretty much like music and that everything else. I mean, I couldn't carry a note if like he had some bellboys helping me up the stairs. So I just want to support the local arts and my friends and stuff. And you have to be good, too. It's not like you send me a check. <laughs> which i did by the way yeah i mean i've been doing this for <laughs> decades but just like seeing it and everything like i said i met greg townsend the year brendan was trevor was born actually that's wild man you weren't cool. even born yet you were like a thought <laughs> <laughs> I was not a thought. 
And I never would have thought it's like, dude, I met Greg, like, actually, I met him in 89. That was before, right? I'm going, well, one day there's going to be this really cool redheaded dude who's going to drum for him. He's got to be not around yet, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I told told Trevor that he's like, wow, I I know what he was going to say. He's like, I know what he wants to say, dude, you're old. But he didn't say that. (laughs) Well, I, I seriously, I give, I, it means a lot to, to be invited on here really like, uh, and, and talk about this stuff. Cause it just, uh, I don't know. It makes me feel like, makes me feel relevant. Um, it's, it's cool to like be, to do all this stuff and be seen at all. Cause you know, that's, that's the art form that we're in, you know, like we, we like to communicate. So it's just cool to have anybody appreciate it. You know, you were good. I remember my faux pas that show with Michaela getting into wit where I was like, this was my drinking day still when awful can awful played at the crown the night before. And I remember going up to you. It's like, dude, that was a great show at the bug jar last night. You were like, I hope it was good. I wasn't there. We played at the crown. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to buy a shirt now. I'm going to buy a shirt. Okay. (laughs) Let's tell you about another good show. But I remember, did you play on that bill too? Because it was Michaela and DeWitt and she opened for somebody. I think you, because I know the televisionaries were playing at the, some unknown Mexican restaurant. Your brother got me lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you open that show or not? I forgot he was just there. Uh, it DeWitt, Michaela was like a theater and she was opening for somebody. Televisionaries yes. were playing that night. I thought you opened. I'm pretty yep. sure. Yeah, it was Knopfel. Was it Rubble Bucket? Yeah, it was Michaela was in it was Rubble Bucket. Yep. Yeah. And I remember because I was like still hung over and I like they were like, hey Michaela, I can't. You're like, oh geez, why'd he come out? (laughs) Those are my alcoholic days. That's like why like now I bet I haven't drank in like two years. (laughs) I was uh I was quitting smoking that day. I smoked a cigarette and I threw up behind the venue. I remember that. That how you how you doing with that? Because seriously, I've heard friends say that is the hardest thing to give up. Doing okay. Cheating. Well, honesty, I've I've got a pack here, but I've had it for a really long time. Uh, so it's a it's a slow burn exit. It's a slow exit, but I'm I'm coming out the other end, and I'll be a non-smoker soon. Hey, wishing you all yeah, the best. It's like you know the, yeah, the thing I, that prevented the thing that prevented me from smoking is I didn't want my stuff to smell like cigarette smoke. Yeah. that's why. Because I, <laughs> well, I I was gonna get into cigar smoking. I was gonna start smoking cigars. Yeah. Oh, I love the smell of cigars. That would that'd be yeah, the it smells good. One of my friends is a pipe collector and all the stogies and stuff. My biggest yeah. thing was it's called allergy saved me. Yeah. But I went from like an alcoholic junk food eater to like this health nut almost. So what happened to me a couple months ago for being a health nut, but I do yoga and uh, I don't drink and I lost like 120 pounds in eight months. So holy cow. I could do it. You could do it. You don't have to use under 20 pounds. That's that's fantastic though, man. That's really, really great. Cause uh, you know, any, any adjustment like that, you know, whether it's temporary or not, I, I, I no, my that. serious I, thing was just I want it to be I want to have like two or three more decades to appreciate the music and get into <laughs> trouble like in some of my escapades and stuff. I wasn't Absolutely. ready to take an exit yet. Though it would have been Megan. I told this to Megan Taylor. I said, can you imagine the local tribute concert if I would have bought it? It was almost worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unless you fake your own death or something, you know. <laughs> okay, I might do that. If you promise to play and get your bands, I will fake my death. <laughs> you have your own rock and roll funeral so what you do yeah 
So no, cool. we'll move around. We'll move around. Cool, but thanks a lot, man. Anything else to add? How can, again, just tell us, because we always jump around. How can we find all your stuff? Because we like to do it at the end, and we'll post it all, too. And how can we find links to your bands and all that other fun stuff? Do you have any shows coming up with your bands after Halloween? Because we're doing this on November 1st. Ooh. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I well, can't we can find you. So you on Facebook, obviously, like Awful Televisionaries. Uh, Awful Canoffle's Facebook is is under construction pretty much. I'm pretty bad at that, but I have a personal one. Televisionaries, Trevor's uh, very good at that. He keeps that up to date. Well, trying to spell um, Awful Canoffle will take you two months anyways. I'm glad it will. Yep, yep. Well, you want the, where did that name come from? So there was a great uh, Evil Knievel documentary where they named oh, Awful Knoffle. Yeah, ah. yeah. Um, they they talk about him as as apparently being a real person at some point in time, and uh, I think that was maybe that was like eleven years ago. I saw. Do you know anything about that, Dell? You're into pop culture. Any truth to that? Do you know? Oh, oh the evil Knievel. Yeah, the awful Knoffle thing. I I didn't know any. There was a connection with evil Knievel and awful Knoffle. I got the evil Knievel uh, biography. I haven't read about that yet. I'm sure, yeah, it's probably in there. I don't know if uh, evil Knievel himself verifies that awful Knoffle existed, but. There's some cops in Butte, Montana that attest to his existence. <laughs> wow. We yeah. should make up like some legendary figure on the Rochester scene that we only see make some really goofy name and yeah. claim that he's around. But, oh, he was at this show and make it all up. Like, I actually made up this band Gothic Code with a bunch of my friends we played in high school. But we tell people, and all you got to do is the delivery. You go up to a friend, oh, you remember Gothic Code? And they'll be, oh, yeah. you made that up on the show no we've done that oh okay i didn't know (laughs) i I used to do that but i used to do that to my roommate make up fake movie names and stuff like that trying to impress movie movie directors that didn't exist yeah yeah I think for my last high school, they, they found me for college for like a, an update. And I said I was engaged to me at Clark. So it's like, <laughs> you know, like that. But the thing is, too, it's like, I also, it's the cool thing too. Every week again, I got to plug a whole lot of shaking. Hearing the televisionary song every week is like Charlotte Beach, Charlotte Beach. Yes. <laughs> if you awesome. went down there on the wrong day, there'd be litter, but it sounds great in the song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be nice to play over Charlotte Beach. That'd be kind of cool if they could do that on their PA system. Right. Well, they have the cards, you know, put the song on. <laughs> It's a great song. It's uh, you should put like a big billboard over all you guys on Charlotte Beach, like with the <laughs> now you're talking. You should actually yeah. know which I guess oh I guess they had something like about Omaha Beach. They had a big thing down there too. But what you should do is trademark Charlotte Beach and make them pay royalties to use the name. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> nobody ever the storming of Charlotte Beach. You know? <laughs> no, there's something though the about Omaha Beach. There, you know, there's something. <laughs> There was something about there was some memorial to Omaha Beach or something well, down there. I have heard this for real. But we'll have to get an expert on the show for that because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they used but, to put uh, World War II uh, prisoners around there or something. No, it's a true story. story. I found that out. I just have no clue. Yeah. They had to put them somewhere. They put them <laughs> yeah. like that building or whatever but the there. other thing too is you have to have a concert at Charlotte Beach now for sure. You count margins. You just count margins is that. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Margins counts. Very cool. On that, it's we're going to pot right now, pretty much on the show. <laughs> We've got a thanks very much for being on, and Dal, I'm sure you can come back anytime. Dal, you'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back anytime you want. 
<laughs> so I figure out how to use Zoom. Zoom changes every time I use it. <laughs> yeah, it cool. is. It's a tricky thing. So. But thanks it's a lot, great. man. I really appreciate it. And Absolutely. much success to see you at the shows. Well, I might have seen you at the show by the time this is on, but pretend you didn't know. We had a great time. It's a great show. Yeah. No, I love your costume. Yeah, I, I got lost <laughs> walking into my car at university somehow. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.